Hey friend, I'm Mike McCurry, and you're listening to the Bible Tracked Echoes radio broadcast. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for how much you invest in this program. I'm serious. There are so many things that you could be pouring your time into right now, and you're listening to this program right now. You're following along with me. I want to thank you for that. Whether you listen by way of radio, we're on about 110 radio stations nationwide and internationally. We actually just picked up another station in the Philippines not long ago. We're on YouTube. We're on all of your favorite podcast platforms. However you invest your time by listening to this program, I want to say thank you so very much. I'm going to ask you, if you would, to grab your Bibles and go to the book of Mark. Would you find your place there in the book of Mark while you do so? Let me remind you, I think I made mention of this yesterday, but we have a special offer, if you want to call it that. Of course, all of our gospel tracks that we put out around the world are free, but we have some music that we produce, and any income, any donations given for the, this music just goes to further the ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated, and we print more gospel tracks with it. So let me encourage you to go to BibleTracksInc.org, or actually the easiest way would be if you want a copy, your very own copy, of This Is My Story, This Is My Song. This is a wonderfully arranged, beautifully done uh, album by Miss Ruby Wagonshoots. If you don't know Miss Ruby, uh, let me tell you, to know Miss Wagonshoots, it's to love Miss Wagonshoots. We're so very thankful for her, and we're thankful that we have the opportunity, we had the opportunity to produce this amazing music. But if you'd like it, what you can do is you can text the word music, text the word music to this phone number, just M-U-S-I-C, text it to 309-316-7240. Zero. Again, that number, text the word music, and we'll send you a link where you can get the downloadable version for a donation, you can get the physical version for any size donation, or you can listen to the streaming version on your favorite platform, Apple Music, Spotify, you name it. But here's that number one more time, 309-316-7240. Now, let me tell you about a gospel tract. We've got a gospel tract called The Best I Can. We've been printing this gospel tract for decades now, and we have a beautiful front cover on it. The story goes like this on the inside of this gospel tract. It says this, A man standing by New York Harbor suddenly declares, I'm going to swim to London. Then he plunges into the water, heading for the open sea. Now, that sounds like a cold swim to me, but you're standing right beside him and you say, hey, you're not going to get to London that way. And he says, oh, yes, I will. As he swims away back over his shoulder, he says, I'm sure I'll make it. You say, what makes you so certain? And the, the crazy man says, I'm doing the best I can. Now, you would say probably maybe half a mile, a mile, maybe if he's a triathlete, a couple miles offshore. That man is going to die. He's gonna a shark's gonna get him, or I don't know if there are sharks in New York Harbor or thereabouts. I'm not sure. Forgive me, but he's gonna get cold. He's gonna get hypothermia. His muscles are gonna freeze up, tense up. He's going to sink. He's going to drown. He's gonna die. Right? Well, why would you think it any different? Why would you think it any more that it makes more sense if you were to ask someone how they're gonna get to heaven and they were to say? 
well, I'm doing the best I can. Can I tell you doing the best you can doesn't get you anywhere except for, it brings me no joy to say, a place called hell. The best you can is never good enough. We need the shed blood of Jesus Christ who died for you and for me. He did it all. We don't even need to do our best. We should because we love him if we're Christians, but doing our best isn't going to get us anywhere when it comes to salvation, I I should say. Let me encourage you. Go to BibleTracksInc.org. You can get this gospel tract right here. Go to BibleTracksInc.org. You can get the best I can. As always, you can get it for free. Now, with the book of Mark, chapter number three, we went through verses seven through 12 yesterday. We're in verse number 13, Mark chapter three, verse number 13. And he, speaking of Jesus, goeth up into a mountain and calleth unto him whom he would, and they came unto him. Now, of course, we know in verse number 14, he ordained 12. And in verse number 16, he begins to introduce us to him through the, the book of Mark does uh, to, uh, let's see, Simon, he surnamed Peter and James, the son of Zebedee and John, the brother of James, and he surnamed, uh, on it goes, right? But I want you to think about this for a moment. As we just take verse number 13 kind of in a vacuum, he, Jesus, goeth up into a mountain and calleth unto him whom he would. I want to, you to notice the call of Jesus for or of separation. I want you to notice as we look at it from the Christian's perspective, the call of separation. To live as a Christian is a life of separation. Go, if you would, to the book of 2 Corinthians. Book of 2 Corinthians, chapter number 6. I want to back this up just a little bit. 2 Corinthians, chapter 6, verse number 17. The Bible says this. Wherefore, this is Apostle Paul speaking to the Corinthian church, but I believe it still applies to you and to me. Wherefore, come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Do you understand that to follow Jesus is not to follow the world. We asked yesterday, are you familiar with Jesus or are you a follower of Jesus? I want you to understand, you can be familiar with Jesus and be neck deep in sin. But it's very difficult to be a follower of Jesus and be neck deep in sin. To be living a lie and playing a game does not work well when he is your father, when he chastises you and chastens you. Can I tell you, uh, my father has been around at BTI, my dad. He's been helping with some different projects here at BTI and so very thankful for him. He has such an attention to detail, just such a phenomenal job. But can I tell you back when I was a child, I did not want to be crossways with my dad. I didn't want to be to upset him, to, 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 to make him disappointed. But can I tell you even more so and doubly so, we should feel the same of our Heavenly Father. To think that we, that we, suppose, we assume that we can live however we want to, whenever we want to, wherever we want to, with whoever we want to, and to think that God is just going to turn a blind eye to it. Now, he told us to turn the other cheek when, when, when we are offended, when we are, when we are hurt, when we are bothered and all those things. But can I tell you that he is a God of grace, but he is also a God of justice. I mean, look back in Second Corinthians chapter six, look at verse number, uh, verse number 14, 
Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness, and what communion hath light with darkness, and what concord hath Christ with Belial? Or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God, as God hath said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. And then, verse number 17, we already read, Wherefore come up from among them, and be ye separate. The word separation is not some evil, uh, dirty word that we use to bludgeon people about the head and shoulders, about our standards, and about all the things. No, it's a biblical principle by which we... we plant and use as a foundation for standards. Now, let, me, let me illustrate a few this way. We got a lot of listeners in the uh, Illinois area. Got a lot of listeners in the Wisconsin area. I know, because I've been in some of your churches, there are a lot of Green Bay Packer fans that wouldn't be caught dead in a Chicago Bears uniform. Not a chance. If you if you if you somehow felt it necessary to go to Soldier Field, I think that's where the Bears still play. And if you were to go, you'd have on. If you're a Packers fan, you'd have on your yellow and gold, wouldn't you? You wanted to be loud and proud that you are a Packers fan. Now, same is true for Bears fans. We got Bears fans in my in my home church here in Illinois. Now I am neither one of those. I, I respect both of those teams. And I'm gonna get myself in trouble here. I'll just I'll stop that. What my point is this: if you don't, if you do understand the fact that there's separation when it comes to your sports team, but you don't understand the fact that there's separation when it comes to Christian life, then I'm not sure how I can help you today. I just gave you a crystal clear illustration that you understand in secular terms, but when when it when any preacher supposes or insinuates or infers that maybe a Christian should dress, should listen to different music, should act, should use different words, should hang out with different people because they are a Christian, then all of a sudden you're a legalist. Explain that one to me. You say, Brother Micah, are you getting a wild hair about this situation? Can I tell you? I believe God gave Paul some very clear writing here in 2 Corinthians that applies to you and to me. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. So, friend, can I tell you, can I ask you, what are you doing when you go to the bar with your friends? Oh, I don't drink. Oh, okay. How long is that going to last? How come you're so comfortable around your lost friends, but you're not comfortable on Christian friends? Why is that? And if you use the excuse that I'm trying to be a light to them, I'm trying to be salt, I'm trying to be a light in a dark place, I'm trying to witness them, okay. But it seems like you go to their places of entertainment far more than they come to your church. Now, I, and understand, understand, friend, I'm not, I'm not telling you that you should not be friends with people. I'm not telling you that you should not uh, um, try to build a relationship for the sake of the gospel. I'm not, absolutely, I'm not doing that. But when was the last time you witnessed to your lost friends? It's amazing when you start witnessing to people how quickly they separate from you. There's a good litmus test for you. Maybe, just maybe, walking outside on the smoke break, when it's smoke break time, maybe, oh, you don't smoke, okay, your friends do. Why are you hanging out there talking about all kinds of filthy movies out there with them? Why is it that when your pastor says anything that has even a scent of separation or standards, things like that, why is it that you get your hackles up? Why is it that we can't take some reproof and some rebuke. Understand that, yes, it's his job, our pastor's job to exhort us, but he also must reprove and rebuke us as well. 
My point is this. Separation is a biblical concept and off of which we should build some biblically-based standards. Now, your standards are not going to be where mine are, and mine aren't going to be where yours are. You don't live in the same house as I do. You don't go to the same church I do. You don't have the same life I have. That's fine. But if you have no standards whatsoever, then friend, you're not living very biblically. And let me tell you, if 2 Corinthians chapter number 6 has rubbed you the wrong way a little bit today, it's not the Bible's fault. It's ours. Let me encourage you to realize that the call of separation to follow Christ, oh, it's worthy. It's worthwhile. We should want to follow Christ. I want to thank you for listening today. My prayer, as always, is that you have a great day for His glory. We'll talk to you soon. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Track Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample booklet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 130, Dwight, Illinois, 60420. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.